Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 434. This is your guide to the geek side, and this is a palindrome, and I'm one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden. You know what? There's no math in palindrome. I'm, I, 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 I derided. I deride you, sir. Deridden. Der, derision? Derizzle? Dr. Dre? I've worked it all the way backwards. Uh, I don't we think were, you're able to say drizzle anymore. No, yes. I know. You can't just call me that. We were talking to the pre-roll about generational names, and oh, my God. So we, we came up with uh, the silent generation to the baby boomers to the – Gen X, which is us, because Todd and I are pushing 50. Uh, then where do we go from there? Z- uh, millennials. Millennials. 81 my- to 96. Yep, yep. Th- yeah, so that's not even. And so then Gen Z is our kids. And then now there's something else. At 2010 yes. plus they're the alpha- podcasting al- child yeah. is Mark, really. So he's our millennial. Yes. He is our millennial. He is. But, I mean, we're Gen Xers. And, you know, I always like to say in the words of my generation, whatever. So yeah, I put it on my tombstone. <laughs> everything had an X in the '90s. It was extreme. It was yes. X games. Wh- yes. wh- women, wh- women with a Y. It was an X or a Y. XY chromosome. Anyway, aren't we so wonderfully off topic already? But glad to have everybody here. But we're none the more glad, more the glad, super glad, all the way glad uh, to give some extra special love to our. Patreons over at patreon.com slash secret friends unite. These are the wonderful folks who give us the fuel uh, to make some fun extra content. Todd, you rolled out a new program this week over on our Patreon, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, fans explaining where uh, I bring on a fan to talk about something they love. And we did uh, f- uh, Transformers, all things about this person, their love for Transformers. And we actually did a review of The Rise of the Beasts. Oh, nice. And uh, it was a person that we have podcast with in the past. And that person is Tricky Kappa, who is really does cool VTuber stuff. So if you want to watch the episode with a free trial, which you can now, um, yes. it's very cool. Um, it's very fun to see. Uh, uh, tricky on there and we had a great conversation i have episode number two uh probably coming out in about two or three weeks awesome and uh just uh in the last couple of weeks i did push out on our network feed if that's how you subscribe uh one of our initial uh programs which was my show the facts of geek life where a guest and i take a uh, season of a classic genre show in this case it was a uh, part one of the 1970s classic buck rogers with my partner jonathan snedeker uh just to give you a little taste of what we do over there so uh again uh patreon.com slash secret friends unite Free one-week trial at any one of our tier levels gets you a chance to check out our content. But commercial, 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 plug, 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 want to talk about uh, our on the Best Buds level, Jamie Pranky, and over on the BFFs level, the awesome Nias family, Sean, Stella and Henry, my dear friend and contributor to this network, Missy Merchant, and her pal, Andy Milliken. We are grateful for you. Um, but I'm also, I'm always grateful uh, to see what kind of crazy covers we got over and and we got and we got this covered. So uh, to this week, November nineteen sixty three, we have episode uh, issue number what the hell episode are we on four thirty four. This is issue thirty four of a DC Comics title called Challengers of the Unknown. You know, call me a cautious guy. I I was I, I don't challenge the unknown. I'm like unknown. 
be unknown. I, you know what? I don't need to mess with you. Live and let live. But in this case, that's not what they did because you got some dudes uh, in, uh, they got, it's not even unitards. They're wearing brown pants, uh, which is always easy if you poop your pants, I suppose. I because thought it's purple. I, I think it's purple. Oh. It looks brown to me. Well, anyway, they, they have uh, they have unicolored outfits, but it's, so it's a brown brown pants, long sleeve brown shirt, and white gloves, which doesn't make sense for the sea because they're on a boat, yeah, or maybe even just on. Oh, they're on land. They're on land, but what they're facing is King Multiman, Monarch of Menace, is joined by multi woman Queen of Disaster, uh, and she appears. Oh, in in one of the one of the guys we've got we've got the three hair colors. One guy is a ginger, the other guy's a blonde, and the other dude has black hair. Blonde says, "Look, he's found a giant mate, and she's even more destructive than he is." So, I'm going to skip the obvious question of how the mating <laughs> part goes down because I've kind of, he's got a big bald head. So I'm I, I'm not going to use my imagination, and I would encourage you not to do the same. Uh, no. And we'll just move on from that. But anyway, uh, multi woman has stomped a boat in half so i would assume oh there's another guy in the corner so yeah we do we do have the colors of the rainbow we we have the the red the blonde the black hair and then the oh, the, uh, the brunette like my, like yes. i was before this no yes. gray-haired guy very discriminatory but todd they yes. do have a bald guy he's the villain um but yes, it looks uh, like multi-woman has stomped their boat in half and they have uh, matching outfits which is great they yes cape, i do uh, i like it sleeveless shirt yep. uh and uh, i guess wrestling shorts Yep, the, she's boots. wearing those, those big, big shorts and boots. And yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the, the hook, what's going to get you back in November of 63, which was a very dark time for our country. Remember, that was when that was when JFK was assassinated in November of 63. But do keep in mind uh, the, the date versus the street date. It means it's generally about three months beforehand that because the street date. Yeah, that means your typical comic is able to be on a newsstand for three months before it gets yanked so that this is so timely yeah. right i mean you, very you much know, so it might age you might you know might right. not be a, a timely story but charlie right. let me tell you a little bit about uh yes, challengers of the unknown yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually do you know who created challengers of the unknown was it carmine infantino the no. stan lee of dc comics no it was actually jack kirby uh, well, it's, oh it's not even his art I know. Like no, well, he, he had moved on past this point. Oh, gotcha. Um, he had made it was, him a silver age. Yeah, because this is issue 34. So, um, but, um, and basically it was about a group of four survivors who almost died in an axe, a plane crash. Um, and they decided that time is wasted to, they're going to discover what happens in the unknown. So that's get a calling. Boat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and get a boat. Uh, and, and then they don't and, have a boat. And those people were. Pilot Ace Morgan, wrestler wrestler Rocky Davis, acrobat Red Ryan, and professional diver Professor Haley. Professional diver, okay, and yes, covered <laughs> covered by all uh, four acceptable hair colors. That's it. Yes. That's all you can have. Um, yeah, exactly. Absolutely fantastic. Well, you know, who, you know, I'm looking at multi woman and who she really reminds me of, if not perhaps. Uh, can, you know, incongruous to the the stature, but simply the attitude. That would be our number one news co- correspondent. I'm talking about Madam Web at 123 years young, down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, with all the latest news for us. Let's get a step on, figure out what's going on this week. Now it's time for Madam Web's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Web. My goodness, Madam Web. Yes, Multi Woman was in the last comic, and I believe you ran under the moniker of Minimal Woman, and uh, you just couldn't be bothered. Uh, so you did very little, 
and you achieve very little. So, you know, I think you, I would say um, success achieved. It, it really paid off. Um, speaking of uh, really paying off, which I don't know if this will, seems like such an odd matchup. Uh, we're getting news of things that are still being produced, or I would assume done being produced. Uh, we're getting news that uh, the character of Elektra uh, played by Jennifer Garner, who we got in, we talked about 2003, just last week. One of the big films that year in the early part of the year was Daredevil, starring Ben Affleck as Daredevil. I remember I took my old girlfriend, Courtney, to that movie. That's how I remember it. I think, I think we went for Valentine's Day. It was that, <laughs> it was that early in the year. I saw a bootleg DVD in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, returning after nearly 20 years in Deadpool 3, uh, yes, this is the news coming down the pike. Uh, I'm guessing that the film uh, has to be in the can. Um, what do you think? This seems like kind of a weird combination for me. Now, we've got Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine. There's lots of great, there's has been a lot of kind of Wolverine like plugging. Like Deadpool always has, like, well, if Logan can do this, like he's been plugging away in his movies. Uh, this is the first Deadpool movie that's being made under the umbrella of Disney since the Fox purchase. Um, but I just, you know, Electra was in that film, uh, was successful enough that she got a spinoff, which I'm a uh, film, which if I'm not mistaken, oh, didn't exact, didn't really blow the I doors think I saw off. It on a plane. I think it I was a movie on a plane. I mean, without a doubt, it was a critical failure because it was terrible, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know really how it did. But so the regardless, the cinematic yeah. universe never came together. Yes, that was that was the crash of it. So yeah, but again, you know, I can see how Logan. Uh, can be played for laughs uh, because it's been built up. But you're bringing in um, Jennifer Garner. I mean, Jennifer Garner, she's done some comedic stuff. Hasn't oh, she? Yeah. She, yeah. She, she was, was uh, what is it, uh, 13 going on 30 or 30 oh, there going you on go. 13. Great movie. Uh, she yep, was yep. one of the girls in Dude, Where's My Car? Um, oh, fun fact. It. Yeah. Very fun fact. Uh, returning cast of uh, Marina Bacairn, uh, Karan Sony, Brianna Hildebrand, and Leslie Uggams. Uh, re- returning as uh, the X Force and the uh, the other folks. Uh, yes, let's see. A script from franchise mainstay Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick and Matthew McFadden from Succession. I don't know which character he is. I don't know. They're not all household names for me. I assume he's he's one. He's he's probably uh, Kendall, the one of the you know the 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 one of the brothers. I don't know Todd. Have you watched any more of that show? Did I you start? really want to. It's like where do I where do I watch it? Where I mean, how do yeah. I juggle more things? Just like. And like, there's so many shows out. I'm like, oh my goodness, this show is on season two. I'm like, oh, I have to watch season one. It's so crazy. But I yes, know. I, I want to watch it you. before I get spoiled because I was even listening to a, a podcast today. They were talking about, should we spoil it? And I'm like, oh crap, can I fast forward this? And they didn't because they're like, oh, it's still yeah. early. But I'm, I'm running out of time because I will get spoiled and I know it. So it's true. Yeah, I, I mean, there's, I better dive yeah. in. The show, yeah. the show has been over for about a month, so yeah, I mean, it's just there's no statue. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. But, Here's four seasons. That's, that's that's crazy, here but. you go. Exactly. Yeah, this movie scheduled to come. This is a summer movie for next year, so this is going to kick off uh, the summer season. This is Fox uh, unless the, the MCU's the kickoff happens, and then all well, bets I, are off. I figured this was in the can. If they have a date, no, they're filming it. They're still they're still producing it, doing oh all the stuff. God. They just saw Ryan Reynolds in the costume, so um, wow. yeah. And they're worried about the fact that he might write some of his improv, which is which is would be a no no. So that's, same that's thing forbidden. here. This the, all projects currently doing anything with actors, even if it's scripted, could yeah. cease to happen. July twelfth is when the uh, we get a confirmation on whether they go to strike wow. or not. So we'll wow, see there. Um, but Charlie, I think this is, 
I guess in a weird way, this is like the 20th century Fox Marvel films opportunity to just go crazy. Everything we ever wanted in those films, like the the two weird Fantastic Four series. We got what a Punisher film, I think. Didn't is that what we had? Do we have a Punisher film? I think they were under Fox, weren't they? Yeah, they must have been because they, okay. they, the, they have the license. Or yep. maybe, you yeah. know, those were – no, no, no. Those were, those were Lionsgate. So I don't know who has Lionsgate back oh, in the God. day. Not going to break my brain. Uh, but still, yeah. this yeah. potentially could be that because now all those things I think fall under – I mean you could get some really crazy things. I mean you could get like Dolph Lundgren showing up as the Punisher. You could right. get uh, – Anybody else showing up as the Punisher? Because uh, we've had many of those movies. Although Ray Stevenson passed away, so we won't be. Uh, we could get right. like uh, we could get Blade showing up. I mean, we could get Wesley Snipes showing up as Blade. We could get Stephen Dorff showing up. Um, Unbelievable! <laughs> from, oh, he died in that movie, didn't? But I mean, we could get like all the crazy stuff. We could get, and I'm expecting we're going to see some. Uh, I've heard rumors that we're going to get other X Men from those Fox nice. films show up too. I love it, and I certainly hope we get like Wolverine in every damn version of a costume that has ever existed. So oh. we get like the the brown, we get, we get the blue and yellow. We get him as Patch. We get every Patch. weird iteration. We get right. him when he's like feral and has bone claws. I want all of those things. I want Give all it. the wacky, the crazy. I've heard Patrick Stewart and. Uh, um, Ian McKellen may show up as well. Uh, but, I mean, wow. dig deep. Go in, go crazy, yeah. have fun. Kelsey Grammer could show up as Beast. Who knows? I mean, they they, they snagged him back. I watched uh, Days of Future Past not that long ago. And, exactly. And, uh, it was just blown away by that. But, all right, well, we will find out about that. Obviously, everything's in flux. Uh, as always, we do fully... Uh, support uh, those striking WGA writers. We hope that uh, with two months in that we're going to get a little bit closer to those folks getting what they need to be able to make their living. So we are with you in solidarity. So, all right, well, let's go to from the crazy to the crazier. Uh, Daniel Kalua, who is uh, an actor who's been on the scene for a few years now. He's been in the, he's been in the Jordan Peele films. Uh, he's in the MCU uh, or was in the first Black Panther film. Um, what, 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 else, what was he in this summer? He was, oh, he was Spider-Punk in uh spider-verse that's was, right wasn't that him yeah. uh yeah, but anyway yeah. uh daniel clue's live action barney movie is an a24 type film for adults and then i you know, i love the subhead on this mattel's post barbie plans include 45 toy related films at your sketch <laughs> rock'em sock'em robots we already got real steel um, i mean you got mousetrap um uh, <laughs> sorry um monopoly we're supposed to still get that clue remake with ryan reynolds and everybody else which i really want but gotcha oh my god so anyway we're we're a a couple of weeks out from what are they called in barbie barbie heimer uh because barbie and oppenheimer come out i I feel like we have so many people on the internet just memeing things and willing things to life like that's a thing and right why not half shirt and i'm like okay great awesome enjoy your enjoy your movie um right this one's an odd one because Super. Kaluuya, uh, it's so weird because this is like something where Barney and Friends, they premiered in PBS in 1992. They made a lot of toys. It was widely popular. Uh, it was well off the radar when, by the time my son was was of a, yeah, you know, yeah, was a young kid. So, so yeah. I get to skip that. It, it's widely known. There's a, I think a documentary about how toxic it was and the kids being mistreated. And the, it, it just a lot of wow. weird things. I didn't know any yeah. of that. Look yeah, out. it's not great. It's it's not great. Uh, but this is interesting. The fact that the the producers are saying um, they want to make this 
a more adult, they said, it would be so daring of us and really underscore that we're here to make art. When I hear that, I'm like, I don't know what lens they are thinking about moving Barney in, but if they're going to be dystopian, do we really need that? I'm going to, I'm going to vote. No. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I understand swinging for the fences and being on the edge, but take a couple of steps back from the edge. You know, it's, it's like that, you know, remember the, uh, the uh, Winnie the Pooh horror movie that came out. Yes, no, you don't. Cause no, no, cause nobody saw it. It doesn't exist. Really? I mean, yeah. it, it's already been out, right? Yeah. It came out as direct to video. I mean, it was just so right. low budget. It's like, it's, right. it's almost like the snakes in the plane. It's like, it's like right. trying to be something yeah, and but, willing it into an existence. But you remember snakes on a plane. It's a, it's a, it's a camp crap classic. It's, a, it, it's, it's a joke. Yeah. yeah, nobody's talking about Winnie the Pooh murdering people. So anyway, uh, I would love it very much if this disappeared into nothingness. So, I mean, we already got death to Smoochie, Charlie. That I was, that's exactly what, exactly what I was thinking about. So uh, I vote for instead of this, give me the mousetrap movie. Hit me up. Come on, Mattel. You know where? Did I tell you the hotel that we stayed in right right before we came back from L.A. after the cruise was right next to the United U.S. Mattel headquarters? And there was a, there was a, there, yeah the Hampton we stayed in El Segundo, California, right next to a big Mattel building, and they had a store front in there and we were there on a friday night or something so i'm like babe let's walk over uh you know before dinner or whatever mm-hmm. walked in there and we're talking to these nice young ladies she said the absolute worst people that come in here and this oh, no. this this verifies everything that toy collector friends of mine who walk the aisles hot wheels people oh really? <laughs> hot wheels people are vicious fighting with each other i, I mean that is every every toy Every time, and, and again, at me, at me over on Twitter if you're if you're a Hot Wheels guy and you want to talk to us about that at the C3 or of course at the C, uh, Secret Friends U. But uh, any figure collector knows as you're walking the aisles, you'll see a Mattel guy going, or you'll see a Hot Wheels guy going, flip, 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 looking for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I need the '67 Camaro. Boop, you know, and oh, and hey, if there's only one and there's two dudes there. Get the knives. It, it's knives out, baby. Security there. aisle 12. Yeah, exactly. You got, you got. Wow. Some yeah. So anyway, well, Charlie, I'm surprised you didn't try to sneak into the headquarters and like nothing to see here. I'm in the plumbing company. Yeah. <laughs> With the mustache. Uh, so much like Todd has taken on Mark Bagley, I'm throwing down against Hot Wheels guys, along with the rest of the figure community. You guys are weird. They're Even like the we've never seen them before. They're not. They're yeah. they're a sub. They're, they're a subset. We don't know. They're, who they they're, are. they're a sub subset. But anyway, all right. Moving along. What do we have next? Yes. So um, this this headline caught my eye because I'm like thinking about Motel has like 45 projects, and I'm like thinking, well, of course. Then now we've got Blumhouse. You know, the horror the horror like uh, darlings who make movies for cheap and they do great. Um, right. They are making a Magic Eight Ball movie, and it's ri- it's being written by the Cocaine Bear writer. What? It's like. It's like we got peanut butter on? and jelly together. We got peanut butter and chocolate, Charlie. This just writes itself. I mean, <laughs> and the and reason and the reason yeah. why I put in the so folks just behind the scenery when we do a a, a link to a story and the story is by um uh the story is by um who is this by Geek Tyrant. Um, Geek Tyrant. I take yeah. their I take their link and I put it like something kind of like summarizes up and I said far soil says the reason Charlie one of my favorite comics as a kid, I saw him on, his name was Jake Johansson. Uh, if that comic, he's a kind of a goofy guy, glasses, curly hair. 
uh, very funny. But one of his bits was he talked about um, he was trading stories with a uh, uh, with this guy, and he mentions Magic Eight Ball, and he goes, "Oh, you ever heard of Magic Eight Ball?" And the guy responds with Far Soil. He's like Far Soil, like it's just a great bit. And he said, "That's the that's the liquid in." <laughs> The magic eight ball is far soil, which is like, okay. So, so that, 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 that's why I, I okay. Far soil. That's what I, that's I what thought, I meant. So I that thought, always makes me think of that. Was, it makes me think I of was looking at, I was looking at this link at this picture and I, I thought maybe that was an acronym going down because it's fortune teller, paperweight, ornament, conversation piece, F-P-O-C, FAPAC. No. FAPAC. No. No, it's not. No, Fapak, it's the liquid. Okay? It's the liquid in the Magic Eight Ball. But yes, Magic Eight Ball. Of course, I mean, we think about it like Ouija board has been a horror film, right? Uh, we got right. crystal yeah. balls, divination, right. anything that you do typically to bring about like uh, going beyond the ether and summoning something. Well, the Magic Eight Ball. It's probably not so supernatural, but if you were going to take something that's common uh, uh, object, uh, it is part of our uh, art of our you know pop culture lens it's the perfect thing to do because everybody knows it and it's that like it, that chance of fate and cursed question you might ask like am i going to die you know i was gonna say that will this film be successful check back later so likely i'll come back later that's like my least favorite check again later i don't know that i've Owned one of these since childhood. But anyway, yeah, so uh, this uh, Magic 8-Ball has been around since the 1950s. And the most uh, the most common, the thing that's in the zeitgeist that I remember uh, was the opening sequence of the first Shazam film. You have young Dr. Savannah in the backseat of their Lincoln Town car. You know, his dad is uh, mean John Glover. And he's playing with the Magic 8-Ball. And then as he's flipping it, that's when the wizard makes the Magic 8-Ball thing go, here's a symbol. And then, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my thought of Magic 8-Ball. But let's see here yeah so this is one of mattel's 45 projects it sounds like because magic eight ball is theirs yeah um I, I mean cocaine bear was was a delight so if this is like cocaine bear i'm in i'm in let's do it i yeah i don't know if you make this humorous you you go all in like a final destination um is there like you see a creature coming out of the magic eight ball through the fire soil i don't know i mean it, it, it could be crazy yeah, yeah, it's a Final Destination meets uh, Insidious, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. So I'm into it. Uh, obviously, all these ideas are being thrown around, but we're we're on the cusp of absolutely nothing being made. Oh, and we're in the middle of it anyway. Unless it's already in the can. What is it? I didn't see it. It's, it's not. So this is just being starting okay. produced. There's a script on hand, but it's probably going to be revised down. But this reminds yeah. me, Charlie, of going deep in. There was a Rubik's Cube cartoon in the 80s. Of course there was, because everything had a cartoon. Why not? And it, the Rubik's Cube was actually like an alien who spoke and had magical abilities. So I'm assuming they're not doing that. Like it's going to be like the Magic 8-Ball, and he's like 80. Hey, guys, check it out. Ask me any questions. <laughs> I don't know. All right. We are, you know, we're, we're, we're sinking even deeper into the bizarre. So uh, let's just keep it going. Um, So as again, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, AKA Barbie Heimer comes out in, in a couple of weeks and we'll be Todd, I've got my ticket. So I know that we'll be talking about those films because we're both, I think, I think uh, my partner Kay is going to come back and join us to talk about Barbie. So very excited about that. But anyway, I I may have to hold off because the wife wants to watch it with me, but she's, may not be able to watch it right away. So we'll have to see how that plays oh, out. So, I, you yeah. might have to see, Todd, you, you may have to break your own rule for the sake of the show and see it twice because the show must go on. 
you know, we, we've got to be timely. You got to, you got to jump mm, on it. You can't sleep I on that. I shall see. I shall see. You can't see. sleep on that. But yeah. anyway, uh, so anyway, we got uh, a little bit of Marvy, uh, Marvy, a little bit of Marvy, Barbie, uh, looking back, you know, the only Barbie uh, or a young lady named Barbara who I've ever met who went by Barbie, it was in the dorms at MSU. I think it was the, maybe the year that I met you as a young, young blonde lady from Westland, which is uh, next to Livonia, which is where our friend John yeah. is from. See? I, 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 my, I have, well, had an aunt barbara but she never went by barbie there you go very weird but we're talking about barbie back in the 1990s uh having her own marvel comic and yeah the slug line here barbie used to have her own marvel comic and it was kind of weird and before i clicked on this when i just got the preview i thought oh we're gonna talk about gem and the holograms right because that's kind of what this picture looks like you got uh barbie and three friends and again we're going with oh we have two blondes that other girl's gonna die isn't she is that the setup is that the weird part? I think it's Skipper, her, her, her. So Barbie, the the younger sister okay. was Skipper. My, because oh, okay. I have, a, I had a sister, Charlie. You did not have any, uh, you know, uh, I, the, a sister, so you probably wouldn't have been Barbie as much. The only, the only Barbie I hear about is is kind of post the fact that it was big with you know my wife April enjoyed yeah. Barbie when she was young, but yeah, didn't hear much about it as a kid. But what, what what was so weird about the Barbie comic? Break it down for me. So it's it's kind of weird because obviously in the 90s this is a, this comic came out in 1991. I was wondering like is this under like the Star Comics brand because they did Marvel did like some licensed stuff under Star which was the younger kids. This was not. It was fully a Marvel comic. Um kind of a weird time to come out. Um another great comic that came out in 1991 of which I had several issues. Kid and play, uh. <laughs> kid and play, the rap duo. No, Force Works. I mean, I love Force Works. That was the spinoff of West Coast Avengers. I have a, I have a, I have a paste up page Folks, uh, because I, why I wrote did I a letter in that trap right there. I know Charlie you Wolf. did. <laughs> I will tell you all about Force Works. Um, <laughs> if you've been around for four hundred and thirty four episodes, you've probably heard us talk about Force Works. Heard a lot about more West, times and the West Coast Avengers. Yes, absolutely. This is truly the the the, the official source of Force Works comics. So right. uh, take that it. to the bank. Uh, but yeah, it. this this this. So Barbie ran for um, I'm trying to think of how many like fifty eight issues. And what? They're, yes, they're. It's funny because they were like more like rather than a, a, a whole story, it like had individual strips. Like it was telling like specific wow. things. Like one was. Looking good, feeling great, how to do the Barbie walk. It was just basically how Barbie walks, and she tells you how to do it. I'm like, this is compelling storytelling. No wonder girls hated comic books because they're, like, speaking down to them. I mean, we wanted to see Barbie going off in adventures and doing things. Barbie had so many personas as a doctor, an astronaut, right. whatever. Instead of breaking stereotypes, this was reinforcing them. Because, yeah, and it's funny. And it's funny, the Barbie walk, it leads me right back to what we've seen in the trailers for the Barbie film, is that you see uh, Margot Robbie as Barbie uh, when she's going to take her shoes off, when she steps out of her high heels, um, her heels are suspended in the air. Naturally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're naturally naturally curved in the high heel format. Yeah. Well, here you go, Charlie. Here's some of the other things you would get from these issues you'd get um stories teaching how to responsibly react if you find a baby bird how to host a funny olympics party how to rescue a dog from a frozen pond and somewhat terrifyingly the answer barbie comes up with for one that isn't is for god's sake don't go on ice but to form a human chain and put multiple children at risk kids don't listen to barbie um i was gonna say that 
Yeah. I mean, you saw that. I mean, that played out the at the beginning of It's a Wonderful Life, right? George filmed the Frozen Water. Yeah, but. Uh, it ran for sixty three issues. They also did a spinoff title called Barbie Fashion, and that ran for fifty three. Well, I have and, just no. I mean, I, I'm sure going into you know Argos Books, which is where I picked up my single issues when I was a kid in 1991. I know this was on the rack at the same time I was picking up Kid and Play, um, but it just right over my head because again, like you said, I I didn't have a sister, so was not on my day-to-day radar and by that time we were teenagers so it was just it was off the radar altogether but um this article ends with the most important question now where are all the oppenheimer comics at (laughs) (laughs) yes all those fun antics that uh oppenheimer got into yeah oh my god Oh, well, speaking of fun antics, and it's funny, you know, we, we've had four fun stories uh, that have some relevance, but uh, I don't even know where to get started with this one. So by all means. OK, so, yes, it's it's a lean news story because, you know, obviously projects are on hold. But right. Tyrant, uh, I've gone to them a couple times because they do fun little like just like the movies of 1983 and they'll review them. They did Stroker Ace, by the way, Charlie, let you know, apparently yeah. not a good film because uh, it was essentially just a drinking party where Bert, oh <laughs> Bert, where Burt Reynolds and his buddies got together, drank a lot and because they thought they could just put whatever on the screen, whatever. Uh, but we uh, Geek Ra- oh, wow. uh, Tyrant does a retro trailer uh, look back at like certain things and they did one for the 1980 fantasy film Hawk the Slayer starring Jack Plant. I'm like, ooh, I've never heard of this thing. Is Jack Plants like the hero? Because 80? Because I'm like, he's kind of old anyways. Probably not. Right. Well, we, Year, years, years before City Slickers. Years, yes, uh, 10 yes. years before City Slickers, yeah. Exactly. So I'm just going to give the premise of this movie. So 1980 fantasy films, let's just say, other than Excalibur and maybe Dragon Slayer, there were literally no other fantasy films that were worth watching. Um, so basically, it's a uh, fantasy adventure film that follows the story of a warrior named Hawk who embarks on a quest to rescue his kidnapped sister from the clutches of the evil sorceress, sorcerer Voltan, who is played by Jack Palance. Um, and Hawk is played by John Terry. No one knows who he is. He's on a mission. He's on a journey. And he brings, <laughs> I love this, a diverse group of uh, warriors with him, including a dwarf, an elf, a giant... Right. A giant like woman. So two things: a giant and a giant like woman. Boxes. All of them. A sorceress and a thief. Uh, essentially, Hawk. We find out watching the trailer is blood brothers with Voltan, who is the Satan's warrior or whatever. With like he's got a thing over his face with his mask. Uh, and then the best part about this, uh, basically, Charlie, is the fact that Hawk controls the psychic sword or something. And if you knew anything about fantasy, you needed an iconic sword. Like, yes. like you know, like I get Thundercats. It. This He-Man. one had this one had like a claw with a with a light up ball like in it. I mean, it was ended a ball. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was, in, and were, yeah, it was. And then at the same time, the, the sorceress character, which did she, wore, did she wear a blindfold? With a, yes, like a with like an eye in the, in the middle. Yeah. But at some point and this this trailer made a lot of use of. Uh, quick cuts repeating the same thing, oh. like catch the sword, catch the sword, catch the sword. <laughs> yes. And then, but Shooting at one arrows. point, the, so, yeah, flip, 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 flip. At one point, the sorceress produces out of her robe glowing rectangles and just like she goes, it, it reminded me from the Fast and the Fury, the, the Fast X, where um, the, uh, uh, oh God, the Roman, the uh, the black character was throwing dust. That kind of reminded yes. me of that, like, bah. <laughs> 
Still don't understand why he did that. Didn't yeah. understand it. Didn't make go. any sense. But, yes. We, but uh, yes. But um, and what was nice about this link is that it did uh, illustrate that the whole 93-minute film is available on YouTube. So go for it. Yes. Um, there were some great magical moments, of course, yep. where they keep talking about blood brothers and blood. Like, they're blood brothers, but they must battle in blood. There was the sorceress. In blood? Who you who use like smoke that came out and then they made like and the, and the little glowing rectangles yeah smoke and then smoke oh yes and, and then you had hawk in the middle of those like i think it's been on buck, uh, buck rogers but those like rotating discs that were neon that he was sitting oh, in the middle that, of and he just disappeared that, they did that it was from the original superman movie that's what the zod yes. and his, his minions were in before they got shipped off to the phantom it's, zone it's recycling yeah. recycle right. all the, the props because you had this movie yes. Yes. Oh my uh, God. Yes. But yeah, this was the battle days, folks. Uh, there wasn't a lot of good in the world of science fiction and fantasy. Uh, no. And yet, if you didn't have a big budget, you looked like this movie. So check out, because I mean, the tagline says, Beyond the Edge of Darkness, there's a world of sword and sorcery. Hawk Beyond, the Slayer. Beyond the Edge of Darkness. My, my, my. Well, that takes us to the end of the news, and boy, what a, what a great way to put a pin in it. Um, but it's time to get out that uh, that Fuber app, that Feeble Uber app. We got to get down to the Geek Easy, talk about things that we're enjoying this week. Down in Nastyville, Skugtown, let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Charlie, I watched a new movie on Netflix um, it is called Namona. Namona is an animated film uh, that was brought out by Annapurna Films. This originally was uh, a Fox, going to be a Fox film, but because uh, by from Fox Animation. But after Disney bought Fox, they said, "Well, we don't need animation because we've got lots of animation." So this was a, a dead project, and it got picked up. Um, this is based on a graphic novel, actually started off as a, a webcomic that got a big audience, then was published in uh, basically trade paperback form. And it's actually uh, been, um, it actually was a National Book Award finalist. So very popular uh, work. And it's essentially about uh, a knight who is essentially framed for the death of the empress. And it goes from there. Uh, oh my this night, this night, yeah, and in the and so the, the comics very well beloved. I, I actually want to read the trade now because I'm like, oh, I really like this. Uh, the the movie is really cool. Uh, so it, it, the movie is a really unique animation style. After seeing like Spider Verse and things like that, it kind of feels that way. It's very, it's very, uh, very. Um, Frantic is the best way to put it because of the main character, Nimona. Um, So Nimona uh, is essentially, like I said, it's based about this knight who's done wrong, uh, framed for the death of the empress as he's about to become like the head of the knight's guard. And he absconds and essentially is branded a villain and he is defeated. Um, And he's essentially trying to figure out who framed him. And along the way, he runs into this uh, girl named Nimona. She's uh, got pink hair. She's kind of crazy, a little crazy. And she's voiced by uh, Chloe Gra- Grace Moretz. Oh, nice. Main, okay. The main character is Riz Ahmed, who's been in a bunch of other things. So great oh, yeah. cast. Really, really well, really well done. And the artwork is hilarious. Nimona is a shape changer, by the way. So she turns into like a rhino. She'll change into a squirrel. 
And it's really fun. Just we watched this as a family because I told uh, Chris and Logan about it. Uh, we started watching a little bit of it and we're like, oh, let's just watch the rest of it. So really dug into it. Really loved it. I think it's one of those animated films that it's for all ages, um, but it does hit on different levels, which is great. Um, it's it's like I said, it's goofy at times. It's crazy, um, but there also there is an, uh, a romance between um, the knight uh, that was framed and. Um, the essentially it's like the it's the ancestor of her name was glorith who basically defended the realm from the evil monsters uh there is this this knight uh named golden loin which is i like the the golden loin uh so there's a romance between the two knights so it's lgbtq uh positive it's a really it doesn't uh it doesn't shy away it's just it's a known fact and it's fine um and they do some unique things because this is like you think it's a fantasy tale but it is set in kind of almost like uh, a modern world with with um, well actually more science fiction with the vehicles and the technology. They have like uh, social media, which I think is kind of interesting. Oh, how funny nights! So it's really a unique blend of everything. But I, I think this movie was really well done, and it really makes me happy that this got saved and got yeah. put on Netflix. So it's there for everybody to see. It just came out like two weeks ago. It's a fa- it's it was a big 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 surprise uh we loved it in our family so uh if you're looking for something uh that's just fun for all ages this movie really nails it especially after like spider-verse and movies like that where it like treats the the audience like they know you're intelligent you can follow along they did that here so it's definitely really well (laughs) yeah exactly exactly cool my goodness yeah all right all right Um, what else you got Yes, on the elliptical today, I was watching, uh, well, uh, this previous week, because I also watched um, uh, the most recent Strange New Worlds, which we don't have to talk about because obviously those are coming out weekly. Uh, right. But I watched Secret Invasion Episode 3. You did mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this series, Charlie, I don't know if you're, I, I think there's six episodes, right? I feel like I looked into it, and, the, and that's it. Yeah, that, okay. that is typical. Loki was that way. Uh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier was that way. I, I think that's been the norm, but we might have to check. But anyway, so yeah, this takes us this takes us kind of to the, to the halfway point. So where where are you with the series? I I don't know. It's like it's peaks and valleys for me. Like this yeah. episode felt like a valley. Where after the last episode, I'm like, yeah, I get where they're going. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah, and I think at this point. Uh, you know, we had another death. So spoilers, if you're listening, yep. spoilers. Um, Amelia Clark was killed. Right. Uh, supposedly. I don't know if anybody we can reliably believe anyone actually is really dead. Right. Um, and then we also get the big surprise that um, uh, Fury's wife, which is Lara Priscilla Vara is her real name, but she goes, Priscilla is her human name. And then he called her Scylla. So I was like trying to get these two yeah. together. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah that, so she is apparently in cahoots with a, Potential, a potentially a scroll version of James Rody. Row, yeah. I, I I don't know what to think about this. And the other part is they're supposed to be these are supposed to be enhanced scrolls. That's a big part right. of the thing. The and super, the only thing we the super scrolls, which got a name drop, which yeah. exactly they did. And I'm like, okay, now it's time yeah. to show your cards because we really need to see something with right. this because you're building up. And we're almost 90 minutes into this thing, and it's like, what's right. going to happen? Halfway, uh, potentially, yeah, yeah. So, and the only I guess the only reason we've seen part of the power is Mark called this out he said when uh fury and or sorry it's when um 
uh, Talos and Gravik are right. together. He yeah, stands he's hand. He, yeah, and he slides it out because he's got the extremis, which we know yeah. from Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that was it. So, yeah, that was the one point when I was watching it was like, oh, that's cool. But again, a lot of it, you know, I watched it on Wednesday, April, and I always watched those things first thing. And it was just kind of like, mm, okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting for the hook. I was, you know, I was more much more excited um, at at the last kind of ground level, one of these, which to me was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, that was a little bit more based in, it was a little bit more rooted in not super powery stuff. Uh, I was more engaged, there was more going on. I just felt like there was more happening, there were more moving pieces, it was exciting, there was more surprises. And yeah, with this, I'm just like, I'm, I'm struggling to stay interested, which which is a drag. I hate, I hate to say it. Um, but... Like you said, peaks and valleys. So if, if if this was a low, then the next episode should, mathematically speaking, be a high, right? Yeah, and I, I think it's held back by the fact that this is going to lead into something else. Yeah. So I don't know how much they can really do with this series because right. they know that any threads are going to have to be led into something else, which I don't know if that's the Marvels. I don't know right. where this is going. Right. I think this, once again, we're in this realm of, except for Kang – Nobody else knows where the MCU is going right now, and that right. seems to be more of a hindrance than a help right. where it used to be because it's kind of like everything's right. hinged, but nobody's really that interested in where it's going. So it's like, there's, yeah, there's there's no there's no good hinge. So yeah, I uh, I don't know I don't know what to make of it, but anyway, yeah, Secret Invasion uh, over on Disney Plus every Wednesday. So we will uh, we will talk about it next week and see what's going on. So uh, all right, as far as me, uh, we uh, we had. <laughs> It's fun. We were going to go see um, uh, the new Insidious film today, uh, and it's the fifth film in the series, which I didn't realize. Uh, my wife was feeling under the weather. We didn't end up going. Um, I had put it in our family calendar. It's called the Insidious, the Red Door. I just called it Insidious, the Red Roof Inn. I thought that that made sense. Um, and uh, but anyway, we thought, oh, we ought to start, you know, watching these movies again. Uh, you know, kind of get ramped up. We could at least watch one, and then when we didn't end up going, we kept watching them. The first two films are on Max. So you can you can catch them there, uh, but going to films three and four, they are available for rental. But Patad, I was telling you, as a, the 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 savvy consumer that I try to be, I go to Vudu and I look for it. There was a bundle of the four films for twenty bucks. So rent the films for four bucks each, or buy them for five bucks. So I did purchase the films. They're now on my Fandango Voodoo. So we started watching the third one. So uh, the first two films revolve around the Lambert family. And this was filmed and I assume set in, in suburban Los Angeles. Um, that their son, played by Ty Simpkins, who is uh, the kid in Iron Man 3, who makes an appearance at the end of Avengers Endgame, that everybody says, Who's that kid standing behind uh, Bucky and Falcon? Uh, it's Ty Simpkins, grown up. Uh, but this was this came out in 2009, so this is before that. 2010. Yeah, 2010. I was gotcha. looking at it, yeah. This Iron Man 3 came out in 2013, so Ty Simpkins is a little younger. Uh, but he is a child. Uh, he is the child of uh, Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne's characters. Uh, he has, you know, and he has a younger brother and a baby sister. And uh, in the course of this new house that they're in, um, he falls down, bumps his heads, and apparently goes into a coma. Um, but what really happens is he gets lost in the spirit world because as a child, uh, he has, and what we later find out he's inherited from his father, Patrick Wilson, is astral projection. So he got lost in the spirit world, and they couldn't get him back. Uh, even though his body appeared healthy, uh, his, his spirit was missing. So they have to call in uh, uh, actress Lynn Shea 
whose character name I'm forgetting because I, she's on screen and I just call her Lynn Shay. Elise um, Renier. There you go. And she brings in, she has the, the duo of uh, Specs and Fat Guy with a Beard. I can't remember the other guy. I know Specs is uh, Australian actor Lee Winnell, uh, or actor and director, because the guys on Weekly Planet must know him because they drop his name from time to time. Wikipedia so says it's uh, Tucker, played by Angus Simpson. Oh, there you go. Gotcha. Well, he's a big, big burly dude. Um, first film, I mean, it's it's your typical horror film jump scare. Um, but I'm going full spoilers with this. At the end of the first film, uh, Lynn Shea's character is killed. Um, but in the second film, she helps Patrick uh, Wilson in the spirit world because what killed her uh, was the spirit that escaped from Ty Simpkin that took over Patrick Wilson. Then he's on the rampage through the second film. Um, and Lynn Shea just becomes a regular ass ghost. She's, she's now helping uh, Specs and Angus T. What's his butt? Um, that was the first two films. Then they jump into the third film, which is a prequel because you know what? She can't just be dead all the time. So they go back to when she's alive. Um, now she's helping out a teenage girl who's the daughter of uh, Dermot Mul- Mulrooney, who's the president in Secret Invasion. There you go. Ties back to Marvel. And again, it's a different demon and it's taken her over. And yet, you know, she was trying to reach her mother in the spirit world, but a demon followed her back. So I don't know. The third film is, is, is vastly inferior to the first two. Cause he just, even the dialogue is just, uh, it, we're just like, obviously those films did well, you know, the first film crushed it clearly in some regard, but probably like you said, Oh boy. Horror, I looked at this horror, yeah. yeah. The first film cost 1.5 million made a hundred billion. Wow. Exactly. My point. So like you said, you can make this for nickels and then your profit margin is like 1 million percent yeah. So they made a third one and the, the, or they made a second one, obviously that comparatively did well. Maybe they pumped a little extra money into it, but again, it's cheap makeup. It's jump scares. It's lighting. It's using common locations, this house, or, you know, using, you know, this location in LA that blah, 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 people use all the time. And, you know, they did the third thing and then they get into the fourth movie, which I, I know we saw that came out during COVID. I think it's called the, the lost key or something. It was a, it was a theater and video. Key, one. 2018. Yeah. I thought it was 2021. Are you sure? Wikipedia doesn't lie. Um, I, it could. Um, I felt like it came out during COVID, but I must be mistaken. Um, we watched it during COVID. I know that because one of those, what are we going to watch? And it, it popped up. Um, but anyway, uh, if you dig that kind of thing, uh, I won't say it's dramatically well made, um, but it's freaky. Give it a stab. But anyway, the fifth film is in the theaters now. And Ty, we were talking to the pre-roll. You had you had some dope on this one. Patrick Wilson, the star, is the director. These films, not to be confused with the Conjuring series in which Patrick Wilson and Verna Farmiga play a stylized version of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who yeah. were real life mediums and ghost hunters back in the seventies. Yeah. yeah. So it's been hard for me to like, which one is which. And, and like, I know oh, I, Conjuring I, the one I liked the other one. Yeah, like, we had I, I don't know. Um, yeah. So in marketing the new movie, Patrick Wilson's directing it. Uh, he has also done a music video covering with the band ghost, which Charlie, I'm not sure if you were the band Ghost. This thing is like this huge, like I feel almost like, like a, it, yes. a modern day Kiss, where they dress up in like these weird outfits. They have action figures. They're white face, are they, are they, crosses, are they, and things they, like that. 
Swedish or something like that. Maybe, maybe. I, th- I think I, I think our, our mutual friend of the show and contributor, uh, Candy McFarland, Sweets. I think Probably. she's a fan. She's talked yeah. to me about them. Yeah, so it they rings have a, a huge bell. following. Their music is yeah. a little different. They have like their personas and things. So they're kind of like a yeah. modern day Kiss. Is the best yeah, way to yeah, put yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, which okay. is kind of cool. I mean, I like that the idea of that. But they have done a cover with Patrick Wilson actually singing on it of the movie Stay by Shakespeare Sisters. Remember that song? Stay with me i just think of lisa loeb you say okay fine i guess i guess there's more than oh, one way no, to stay say. was very early it was like the shakespeare sisters of the song it's kind of like dark I, and weird I, yeah i remember yeah like, shakespeare very college radio yeah, yeah i get it yeah but they did a cover and patrick wilson sings on it so check yeah, that out weird Weird. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so once again, um, if you enjoy these films, spend 20 bucks, get all four of them. If you just want to sample them, they're over on Max, which you probably have anyway. And uh, Insidious 5, The Red Roof Inn, now in theaters. Go support this. Um, it's so, going to be number one. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and apparently April said to me, well, this is going to be the last one. And I'm like, ah, it'll be the last one if it bombs, uh, like Indiana Jones. But we'll be talking about they that. They can always find week. another demon. There's, there's no yeah. lack of demons in this there's world. A whole, there's a whole lot of demons. So, all right. Well, otherwise, uh, I was doing a little uh, comic book reading while I was I was getting uh, my new car detailed this morning. They were adding the undercoating, overcoating. You know, I got upsold. They did they do the super <laughs> raincoat or something. Could you really tell if they did anything? I don't know. They told me I they did. I, I honestly can't. It's it smelled slightly more new car when I got back in, um, but anyway. So I had about an hour to sit with my tablet and listening with my AirPods, listening to my music and reading comics. So I read uh, the most recent issue of uh, Deep Space Nine: The Dog of War, which is a fun little mini series. It's set during uh, the sixth season of DS Nine, so during the Dominion War. Jedzia Dax is still a character, and it has to do with. Um, Quark uh, brokering a purebred corgi named Latinum. The crew comes to call him Laddie. It's delight. It's a delightfully fun story. I did do. And what is it has, he doing with the corgi? He's he, he's a broker. He's selling it. He's he's acting as a broker agent. But it ends up into this big intrigue where there are spies involved in a piece of Borg technology. Uh, this is this, this is very typical for me with the the Star Trek. Um, I enjoy the story. The art is is crap. I mean, it's just mm. absolute. It's just absolute garbage. And you know me, the the the. You know, when you're doing something off of a television series, you're dealing with likenesses yeah. and they're total junk, but also the, uni- you know, the uniform stuff, that's very big for me. I'm very, you know, when, when, when something is done wrong with the uniforms in one of these Star Trek comics, it's really wrong and it, it just really pulls me right out. So enjoying the story, but I feel like the art is getting worse, even if it's the same team. Um, I think that's on uh, issue four or five. I have a subscription, so it just, it just dumps onto my uh, comicsology. Um, but it, it's funny. I, I was, I was thinking, I'm like, like, you know, the reason I keep being subscribed uh, to these Star Trek comics is that that's all the Star Trek we're likely to get for the next year is in comics because we've got Strange New Worlds right now. We are thinking we'll have lower decks. I read a headline today that uh, there's going to be a Star Trek panel at San Diego Comic-Con, which is in a couple weeks. It's going to feature around uh, lower decks uh, and Strange New Worlds and I'm drawing a blank on whatever the hell the third show is. It's not Prodigy. Uh, and the, it's, it's interesting, the 50th anniversary of um, Star Trek, the animated series, they're having an animation panel. I'm like, <laughs> just that, huh? Um, but yeah, um, so I, I'm actors are striking. There will be no actors there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I, I was going to say, so I would hope that means Lower Decks uh, season four will get it 
later in the summer. Uh, otherwise, why would they be having a panel about it? And then Discovery Season 5 is, is supposed to we're supposed to drop in February. So uh, we'll see. So I also was catching up on the last two episodes of amazing Spider-Man. Uh, and again, when you had a comic that's been around for over 60 years, you're when, you know, you're kind of winding and waving in every direction and you're, you're dipping back. They're pulling back a plot line for probably 10, 15 years ago um, about this, this dude. He's uh, in, you know, he's uh, mastered uh, a demon from the ink and Mayan times. And, uh, we're seeing a flashback of um, when this most recent run started uh, a year had passed between the end of the past volume and this one where Peter and Mary Jane were together, blah, blah, blah. This new volume starts Peter and Mary Jane not speaking at all. And she's with this new guy and appears to have a child that looks just like her and calls her mom. Nobody knows why. So this they're like, what's a blah, 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 and this and that. So um, I've been talking about this for a while. I absolutely loved, you know, we got John Romita Jr., Zeb Wells, great creative team that's doing it right now. Um, they did the first 22 issues. They took a little hiatus where they had another artist in, which I didn't really care for. Peter's dating the black cat right now again. Um, but these two issues are jumped back in time and are supposed to detail what happened with the sun God thing and why are Peter and Mary Jane not speaking anymore and who's Paul. So he's fighting the sun God thing. Peter and Mary Jane get transported to this apocalyptic alternate pocket of New York where they meet this Paul guy and we're only two issues in. And of course I'm three issues back because I'm reading it on Marvel unlimited. Um, all I'm saying is waiting for it to be done so we can get back to, you know, I hate to sound like you, Todd, but I want to get back to seeing my Spider-Man doing cool stuff and fighting, fighting his regular heroes. You know, I mean, you see, you see my, my new prized possession over here, my uh, ceramic $10 from Walmart Spider-Man. Uh, you know, I love Spider-Man. I always love Spider-Man, but I'd like to see him fighting his rogues gallery, which is over here. I have two shelves of Spider-Man villains. We got a lot to do. I don't need some raw sun god in an apocalyptic New York. So, you know what, with, with, with anything with comics, you just in Todd, you know this from being an X-Men person. You just you just wait it out. You, you wait it'll out the change. bad stuff and it'll change. Because again, in 60 years, um, you know, this is what they'll be saying. You know, we've had 30 years of The Simpsons, almost 35 years. Um, and the, if they're still making it in another 30 years, it'll be like, well, okay, well, we'll just, you know, this is season um 97. Well, I'll just we'll, we'll wait it out and see if 98 gets better. You know, so I'm waiting. I'm just waiting to see. So, you know what? Uh, Zeb Wells and uh, John John, uh, I'm over on Twitter at the C3. If you're listening, um, look forward to what you got next. Even though we know episode, uh, it, the, I, I think I finished episode 20, issue 23. We know 26 is where there's a death that's Kamala Khan. So mm. that's, that's coming up for me. So, damn you previews. Oh, damn you previews. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, so that is it for the Geek Easy. Todd, time to get out there. Their Qantas app. Uh, get us that economy flight down to the land down under. We've got Hologram Tina and the mutants waiting for us with a new topic this week's let's go welcome to another edition of thunderdome thank you tina we're sitting in the thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained and this week we're doing a new topic which is kind of evergreen because i'm sure these will only grow as time passes and that is it's called what if and it's basically what if certain comic book movies and tv shows had happened it kind of makes you think like you know back in the day of wizard magazine charlie if you remember maybe even starlog uh we always as kids 
kids of the, you know, before the internet, the us, us Gen Z, Xs, uh, X's. basically we, X's. we were very rarely getting good information about like what was going to actually be on the TV screen of the movie. Typically we right. would see the first gasp with a commercial on TV or a trailer on the movie screen. So, um, you know, we're, we're in a much better place now. We're getting quality entertainment, which is great. But um, there are a lot of projects that we thought were going to happen over time that never did. And it's kind of like, what would have happened if it did? Um, because back in the day, rights of movies and things were all over the place, especially with Marvel. But oh, even God, like independent yeah. stuff like the Spawn or, or Image Comics or things like that, you know, kind of were always over the place. So we're going to start with movies. This is all going to be about comic book properties uh movie or tv that were going to be on movie or tv so we'll start there right, right. Um, cool. in the future we may, may do another where it's other things that are like like you know properties that were supposed to be something but this is just all comic book focused. yeah all right so all right, right, right. Uh, so uh, basically, ScreenRant is bringing us uh, our first lift, and this is going to be uh, uh, kind of a mishmash of a lot of different things. One point, Guillermo del Toro was going to make The Incredible Hulk, Charlie. Oh, um, boy. Could yes, it have been uh, any worse than Ang Lee? <laughs> uh, yeah, back in 2010, when okay. MC was still young, uh, Marvel was uh, developing three new TV shows on ABC, and oh the God. Hulk was going to be one of those. Well, we're talking um, about television. Okay. Oh, yes, all right. yes. But interestingly, yeah, it was after uh, the, the film, the Louis Leter's uh, 07 film or 08 film. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Cloak and Dagger and Punisher were actually rumored as well at the time. And obviously we know Cloak and Dagger went to Freeform, uh, which was ABC family. And then right. the Punisher went to Netflix. Right. All to yeah. talk about all over the place. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But obviously ABC, uh, you know, we, we talked about that uh, agents of shield really. And uh, Inhumans were the only projects that went on to go from Marvel on that network. Yeah. So everything else yeah. kind of fell apart. Uh, Del Toro, obviously projects like this, if they don't happen, then directors move on. And that's exactly right. what Del Toro did. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it didn't happen. And uh, the teller won an Oscar in the meantime, uh, did Hellboy, and then uh, essentially he's thought about making some other things, but I don't think anything he's working on in comic book realm is moving forward either. So there you my, go. My, my, my. Yes, mm -mm. yes. Uh, then Darren Aronofsky, which is, you know, think of like his movies that did The Wrestler and other gritty films. He was supposed to make a Wolverine right. film, Charlie. Wow. Now this could have been something along par of, of like Logan, right? Who James Mangold, who, you know, just did The Dial of Destiny, which we, we really enjoyed. It was, I thought it was a well-made film, even if it's not exactly blowing up uh, the box office. Um, this really could have been something. So this is back in 2010. Uh, he and Christopher McQuarrie, who is a, uh, a can, uh, I think they, they, they do a lot of work together. Did he write Logan as well? Yeah, uh, I believe so. And he's also worked with um, Tom Cruise on his movies too. I believe he oh, there you go. is involved okay. in the the, uh, the Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible films. Yeah. There you go. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so this was again back in 2010. This ended up bleeding into 2013's uh, The Wolverine. Um, and Ma did Mangold do that one as well? I, yes, we know he, he did. did. Yeah, so he, okay. he took over. Oh, yeah. Both uh, great, both great and Logan. Yeah. 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 Both great flicks. So yeah, it would have, would have definitely brought uh, more of an artsy fartsy indie. I don't think we would have gotten the silver, silver samurai in his movie though. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I think you've said to me, he says, boy, what, you know, the Wolverine was, was two thirds of a great film until you get to that third act. Ugh, yeah, a little was, too comic booky, which I know yeah. it's horrible for me to say, but it did feel like it took away from the, 
right. the gravity of everything else we got in that film. Right. And speaking of comic booky, that kind of bleeds us right into the next selection. James Cameron's uh, aborted take on Spider-Man. Now, everybody knows, listens to the show, that I am scarcely a fan of James Cameron <laughs> because of the Avatar films. And I love Spider-Man. I was just talking about it. So uh, in the 90s, uh, I think, oh, the, God, this was in the early 90s. Um script evolved from this that would have had Electro and the Sandman as villains, which we eventually do get on the big screen uh, through the uh, Toby Spider-Man uh, moving on to the, uh, the Andy Garfield Spider-Man. Um, yes. Uh, character bounced around prior to this. Uh, it was uh, Roger Corman uh, was, uh, was attached to it, which we'll talk about him a little further down alone with another Marvel property, but cast could have included Leonardo DiCaprio. Why not? Uh, as, Oscar as, winner. As Peter Parker and Maggie Smith as Aunt May, uh, with, with R. Lee Ermey, the famous drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, as JJ. Um, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, Lance Hendrickson is Electro. Awesome, Ash from Aliens. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I I feel bad that I missed this, even though I'm in. You know, Especially there's yeah. supposed to be a sex scene on the Brooklyn Bridge, Charlie. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, that's how Gwen Stacy died. <laughs> Too much. Oh, yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh. She died of passion. <laughs> she died of passion. Oh, my God. D- died of a not broken heart. So, anyway, what a bummer. Uh, probably uh, deals being shuffled around, and I'm sure this probably had something to do with, you know, Marvel's um, financial annihilation in the 90s where they were going. Yeah, I think the toy biz. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the rights and everything going around there. Yeah, we, we eventually right. got it righted, and we are where we are. But the, oh, the, well. the funny one is the, is the next film is Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, ah, which you know, ah, it, did, it did get made, but it was kind of like more of a – it was an obligation, so they made it, and it was never right. released and uh, – available to the broad audiences that really the only way to still see this film is through that guy at the comic book convention <laughs> you, God, you, you, you gave me a disc of it which may or may not be floating around this house somewhere but yeah. i feel like i feel like this has got to be on youtube I, I, I would be surprised. Uh, it might be taken down just because of that. Marvel oh, might be right. But it's available if you know a guy. Yeah. Um, but what I enjoyed it? this film for Me the too. time. I thought Me it too. wasn't bad for what it was based on the budget. Right. A, a buck and a half, a $1.5 million um, for something that they were just going to uh, cram in there. Uh, yeah. Constantin, constant, Constantin, Tin films. films. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did that just as uh, like, we don't want to lose the rights, which was, you know, and I'm sure they, they promptly went out of business. So they probably just bought them. <laughs> we're yeah. just buying you. Right. <laughs> and then right. you can go away. Yeah. yeah. All right. George Miller uh, and Justice League. Now, George Miller is famous for, Mad Max Fury Road, great film that we got a couple of years and, ago. Uh, what's that movie that with the pig, uh, Babe? He made oh, the babe oh movies God. too. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's yes, so random. Oh my God! So this would have been. Um, let's see here. Oh my gosh, when was this? This was in 20, the. the uh, uh, it would have been the early aughts or the the, the mid aughts. This said, oh, it says ten years ago, so twenty thirteen. Uh, yeah. That would have been that would have been right around the time Man of Steel came out. So anyway, we'll we'll just kind of label this as being in the odds. But um, my God, what could have been? Because what we got was, uh, yeah, we got what we got. <laughs> George Miller is such a great filmmaker. He does yeah. something with nothing. Yeah. He makes great films. And it was funny because um, Army Hammer was supposed to play Batman, and they were supposed to bring in other uh, characters in this film. And it just fell apart. Obviously, Army Hammer, if you know anything about him, he's kind of a weirdo. Talking he about eating he, he women li- like a cannibal. 
he literally no longer exists. I don't know who you're talking about. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, part you. of the Arm and Hammer, like yes, Arm and Hammer money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a shame that you know George Miller. I would love to hit have him right. actually direct a hero based film because I think he'd be excellent. But obviously, we're waiting for him to do. Um, uh, well, Tina should know you know, the next movie in the Furiosa series with Mel, Mel, uh, uh, not Mel, uh, Mad Max. So Furiosa is supposed to be coming out. So, um, that's what he's doing. That'd be great. This next one, I am dying to see this. Everybody oh remembers the Incredible Hulk TV show from the 70s, uh, which in the 80s turned into TV films, which gave us uh, incarnations of Thor, which we've talked We talked about the, the, the I think it was the trial of the Incredible Hulk or the, de- uh, the death of the Incredible Hulk. We got Daredevil. We got Thor. We, we've talked about that before. Um, but the death of the Incredible Hulk was also set to introduce She-Hulk, played by Bridget Nielsen, 80s icon. I just, I just watched Beverly Hills Cop a couple Our of weeks. Sonia. Yes, Red Sonia. Red Sonia, exactly. So uh, she got cut from that, and then, you know, it, clearly that was it. There was a backdoor pilot, which didn't materialize, even though some marketing materials with a release date in 1990 uh, did come out. So that's a bummer, um, especially since her career turned into um, the flavor of love uh, oh, on VH1. Is she still alive? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, she is. Okay, flavor's dead, though, right? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Somebody's dead, yeah. I think. Yeah, you know what? Yes, add, add us on that Twitter. That relationship we, was going to kill somebody, I think, we, with this we, clock. You know, yes. We, we need that information, and we don't want to Google it, so hit us I up. Love All these, right. I love these pictures of, of her. Basically, she's just lightly green with some green makeup with some Imposing. like sleeves. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Let's let's burn a little bit quickly through the rest of these. What else we got? Yeah. The Wachowskis, uh, who, if you remember, they're the ones that are behind uh, Bound and they did the Matrix films. Right. Um, and they were supposed to do Plastic Man, which makes no sense at all. Obviously, <laughs> Plastic Man is a it's a character that is wacky, goofy, who is a criminal, right. got disabilities, and he's kind of very similar to other elongated men and fantastic men to have that ability. And apparently, they were going in 1896 we're going to write a film based on that character and they were going to go in the world weird of the world of weird with this character world of weird and it eventually fell apart and they went on to do the matrix instead awful my 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 oh goodness boy we, we get more uh we get more juice uh in 90s talking david s goyer uh was going to do dr strange and goyer uh, we got him. Uh, what? What? Oh, he's. Let's see here. The writer. He's known of, for the Blade trilogy. He did yeah, some of the, the Nolan's. Ba- he was a writer and story writer for uh, yeah. the Nolan films. Also involved uh, Batman versus Superman. He's got a really sketchy track record. Like some stuff is good, and other things it's like right. really horrible. I, I and he also even did the David Hasselhoff Nick Fury Agent of Shield. Movie. Now that that is a gem that I would like to find somewhere because David Hasselhoff nails it in that role. Oh yeah, he, I, I enjoyed yeah, that. I don't yeah. know why, yeah, but it was Lisa, so fun. Yeah. Lisa Rinna is the countess. Wasn't it Lisa Rinna is the countess? I believe so. Yeah, it would have been her. Who, who her is, and who and who is Dum Dum? I don't remember. I can't remember now. So, um, but uh, anyway, that, George went. <laughs> <laughs> Norm, Maybe, oh sure my god! Yeah, uh, this, yeah, this next one is pretty famous, and it's it's pretty yeah. well renowned. Uh, Edgar Wright, a great filmmaker, gave us Baby Driver. Uh, what was his most recent? film that oh, uh the, the 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 british london scene th- film uh with all the oh, music the, in the, the 60s. last night in soho Correct. great, great movie. flick 
yeah. and, and a great soundtrack. But anyway, very famously, uh, he was uh, on board to do Ant-Man, uh, which ended up coming out in 2015. But uh, he went um, loggerheads with Marvel and uh, ended up quitting uh, because they they wanted to, you know, they needed to impose the MCU on him. And as a filmmaker, he's like, I don't want to have it. Um, yep. So that would have been something. I mean, it ended up being a, a, a pretty enjoyable film. And oh, sure. Who ended up, yeah, who ended up being the director? Oh, Peyton oh, Reed Peyton ended Reed. up directing. Yeah. Which he's, yeah, he's a journeyman guy. He's kind of like yeah. uh, Joe Johnson who did Captain America, the first movie. Yeah. Uh, a guy with, I would say, not a lot of like style, but can yeah. end a project. Right, and he did because I, I found that I found that film enjoy, enjoyable, and I like the second one as well. We don't need to talk about the third one. So, nope. uh, okay, uh, Wolfgang Peterson and Akiva Goldsman BVS. What do we got this going is on weird, here, Charlie? Yes, uh, uh, Wolfgang Peterson, who directed Neverending Story, was supposed to make this film, uh, Batman versus Superman, before obviously the one we we got uh, was supposed to happen. Akiva Goldsmith, who wrote, Goldsman, who wrote Seven, uh, they're supposed to pair up and it was supposed yeah. to be uh bruce wayne uh was was apparently dead and uh a new girlfriend who the joker kills uh kind of crazy where they ended up uh going and combating each other and jude law and josh hartner were both considered for man of steel and colin farrell was supposed to uh was supposed to be batman and this mm-hmm. it was supposed to be happening in 2003 but it fell apart Oh my goodness. So, uh, this, this was a, a pretty well-known one because it's happened kind of in the modern age. Uh, Jeffrey Bell and Paul Zabowski, Zib- yeah. uh, most wanted, which was a spinoff of agents of shield, uh, cat, uh, uh, the origin story of Mockingbird and her boyfriend uh, slash ex-husband, Lance Hunter, the British guy. I'm assuming he was created for the show. My wife loves that show. I was always kind of like, all right, it's on. I'm watching it. Um, but yeah, it was it was all set to rock and roll. Um, the, the characters left S.H.I.E.L.D. in, I think, the last season. And there was a shakeup in management, and it went bye-bye. And then she went on to the Orville. And boo on the Orville. G- give me a chance to talk about how much I dislike the Orville. Yeah, there we, we don't need, we, we've covered that. If you've been a fan of that, uh, our show, yeah. you obviously know our fandom is not with that show. But yeah, mm-hmm. this is once again, I felt like they were trying to make this thing happen. It's like, okay, we don't care enough about the main mm-hmm. series. Why would care, we care about these two people right. doing more things that are not connected to the MCU? Right. Mm-hmm. Moving on. And yeah. that's exactly what the executive shot. This next one is very famous, uh, and unfortunately from a very toxic guy, uh, but starring the uh, star of the last thing we talked about, um, the fantastic Adrian Paladecki as Wonder Woman. This was back in uh, 2007. Uh, this is a different one, Charlie. This is oh. that one. No, so originally oh, Joss Whedon was okay. supposed to make a Wonder Woman movie in oh, 2007. Okay. So this is one thing that we were supposed to get that. Obviously, it made sense because, oh, he's okay. on fire. Uh, yeah, right. He time. did Buffy. He did. Uh, <laughs> he was, he was on, this was he, when he was, um, his career was on fire, not his career was on fire. Correct. Yes. He was hot. <laughs> and he did this. Yeah, he was hot. He, not on fire. he did, he did um, a, a bunch of other projects. So he was, Joss Whedon was kind of like the, the guy who does edgy right. dialogue. He can do really things. And he was supposed to be doing this, uh, a movie about princess Diana and it fell apart. Apparently uh, did not work at all. Of course, then we were supposed to get a wonder woman TV series. Right. Yes. Adrian Palicki. And, the, and there's, and they there's did a pilot. Footage. Yeah, there's footage out there. You can find the pilot somewhere, too, I think. And I really want to. So, once again, yeah. might have to talk to a guy at a comic book convention yeah, to find a pilot. 
Let's yeah. talk to a guy. Remember the guy with all the Blu-ray discs, you know, $50. Oh, yeah, he knows 50, everybody, yeah. $50 will get you all 10 seasons of, you know, small or of Stargate SG-1. Um, anyway, speaking of uh, the DC Averse and thinking about Smallville, uh, Alfred Gow and Miles Millar's Aquaman starring the not buff but not as buff uh, Alan Richardson, who is now Jack Reacher. We saw him in Fast X. Um, direct spinoff of the Aquaman, the Aquaman, sorry, too much watching those, uh, too much listening to the Aussie say Aquaman, Aquaman, uh, spinoff of his character. Um, and actually here. they weren't going to use Alan Rich and they were actually going to then pivot and go to Justin Hartley. Who is the uh, green arrow as Arthur. Cur- I know exactly. This is how it gets so weird. In what? all of these things. Yes, 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 yes. That's the thing. It was kind of crazy, Charlie. So, yeah, right. Richin was in it, – it, it became very weird. Uh, they they fought a they, – they shot a pilot, yeah. um, which was ultimately passed on the CW. Hartley uh, then went on to be Green Arrow on Smallville. Oh, um, gotcha. Kind of crazy. Okay. And so Richin was Aquaman so on weird. Smallville. It was so weird. But what that was a, the time yeah. when, like, you were going to get shows. They, they, we got no cool. spinoffs of Smallville, which right. you think of how many the Arrowverse did. And it's kind of a crime that right. it never happened. It's very weird. This one I had absolutely no no idea about. Now, we did in, in just in, in the last five or six years, uh, on Fox, we got a spinoff. Uh, we got an X-Men spinoff called The Gifted, which had a few established X-Men oh, yeah. characters like Polaris yeah. was one of them. Um, mm-hmm. But th- there were uh, instead uh possibly going to be uh one about the uh the hellfire club which is a very famous in x-men parlance and even the photograph here refers to um characters that we saw in x-men first class including january jones as emma frost uh and kevin bacon's character of sebastian shaw it's been shaw yep uh yeah but this was again probably did, did a little um jumping around and didn't quite uh get made and then they thought the gifted was a better pick uh yeah, and hellfire then, and club then, yeah. You, yeah the hellfire club you could go darker kind of like almost think of like lucifer where you could do like more adult centric things because the hellfire right. club they were known for vices and being the un- criminal underworld of the mutant world right. and it's easier to then to do just more of a um the mutants are persecuted we're hiding out and that's what the gifted right. was Why um, not? yeah it's and perfect. then they also made legion which you know, it's a show a lot of people found acclaimed really interesting. It, it kind of fell flat for me a little bit, uh, but a lot of people didn't enjoy that show. My, my, my. Uh, and then uh, Twisted Superman stories. We have two aborted projects, one of which by Tim Burton. Uh, this would be after Batman and Batman Returns, uh, where he was just going to jump right on over uh, and take over Superman. Uh, the title was eventually Superman Lives with Nicolas Cage footage that we saw in the animated, animated footage that we saw in The Flash. Um, and yes, big old futuristic update to the costume with lights and big old mullet. And Burton left the project, and that was the end of that. It was going to Charlie. It was going to have Brainiac, Doomsday, and Lex Luthor. That's too much. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's have like all those three like, things in it. Like Spider Man Three, where we, who were the villains in that? Venom, Sandman, and wasn't there a th- and Green Goblin? And weird Harry Osborn. Yeah, Green yeah, Goblin. exactly. Yeah. So it's just it's just way too much. So uh, then Kevin Smith gets involved. Uh, film uh, was then called Superman Flyby. Did not last for very long. Completely fell apart. There was a documentary made about it. Uh, in 2015 called The Death of Superman Lives What Happened. So find your information over there. I probably need to watch that one of these days. Yeah, I'll give it a crack. All right, uh, back to David Escoyer, Green Arrow Escape from Supermax. Oh, yeah. So, 
a whole show about like him escaping from a prison or something? Essentially, so? they were going to have Arthur Curry, or sorry, Arthur Curry. They were going to have it's all mixed um, up. It's all mixed around. <laughs> Oliver Queen, right. uh, Green Green Arrow, basically being wrongly convicted of a crime, sent to a supermax full of uh, villains, and yeah. it was going to go from there. And he was going to have to fight off his foes, probably try to find a way of someone that he could par- partner with and all these things. And I yeah. uh, fell apart, but I remember hearing about that super max. They kept on calling that. I'm like, Oh, this could be interesting if they pull it up because they're going to show all these villains and things that could be kind of yeah. cool. Uh, but yeah, it didn't happen. And Goyer walked away and um, essentially he worked on Batman begins the dark Knight. So I guess it worked out for him. So then we move on to, we have one more article where we don't want to make sure we miss anything. Screen Rent brought a couple projects forward that I kind of like, oh, didn't know about these. Um, one, obviously, Charlie, uh, Marvel's Damage Control. We were supposed to get this show. It was all about the, the folks DC, show but, D- but DC did it. They did it with uh, Powerless. Powerless. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly, which was a very fun show, and I really always yeah, wanted to totally. watch. I, I never oh, finished I that it. show, but I would want to watch more of that. But this was essentially yeah. DC, uh, Marvel's version of that, where they were going to be the people that cleaned up the mess. Uh, it was supposed to happen, and it was even referenced in Spider-Man: Homecoming, and right. nothing happened because it was supposed to be on ABC, and we right. know how those things happened. Uh, so then, one other thing I wanted to call out: I saw this pilot, uh, Justice League of America. Oh this is my based gosh, on, this is crazy! This is, this is based on Justice League International, which we just talked about in the right. Human Target. Yeah. Yes, uh, and this what was a, a lot of fun. What a lineup! Oh my god, yeah, it was is produced. That, is that a blue lantern or is it uh, it's green lantern? Yeah. Uh, right. that's actually a green lantern. The color is off, but essentially in off 1997 blue. CBS, uh, produced a pilot for justice league of America based on the justice league international team. Right. And, um, you actually, it, you know, it was kind of interesting because they had Adam fire flash green lantern and ice. And it actually wasn't, too bad the costumes were kind of clunky but didn't look too bad for the time and yeah. it was actually a lot of fun i've seen it it's not bad for the time that's all i'll say it's it's one of those weird a weird one-offs but i mean at the time uh, maybe <clears> because of flash it you know was on cbs at the time they thought this could yeah. be a good companion for it it was after that obviously but i mean yeah yeah uh it, it could have happened but didn't. oh my gosh yes well hey yes. uh we, we scroll past a couple but we get uh, that we've already talked about uh but we get down to Archie, uh, Archie to Riverdale and back again and return to Riverdale. So it sounds like a pair of TV movies, not like a series, but I love this picture. We get uh, Archie is, and I recognize that actor, uh, but you got Betty and Veronica. They look like, they look like the real estate team. That's going to sell you, sell you, Charlie. They're gonna sell you a condo <laughs> in Malibu. They have, um, uh, uh, they have uh, shoulder pads and, and yes, very exactly. cool business suits. Oh yes. They're all God. business. Yes. So th- this would have been um, one of the first, if not the first uh, live action Archie anything. And of course that is, I, I think that's the show is still ongoing on the, 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 I was going to say Riverdale. the CW. Uh, yeah. yeah on, I've on the, heard it's actually one of those shows where it's actually uh, kind right. of transitioned over time into being more uh, supernatural, surreal. Right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Sabrina, Sabrina. on that. Yep. 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 Yeah. We watched it early on and then April caught the bug. She really like Sabrina, mm-hmm. but uh, th- I think this would be a fun time capsule because it reminds me of, remember the Brady Bunch TV movies from the 80s? Oh, like yeah. The Brady Bunch Christmas. That just absolutely jumps out of me. They used to do a lot of those like TV movies for old properties. They did a right. Gillis one. They've done a yeah. bunch of those. Yeah. And now they even did with, with 
Now they're just trotting them out as movies. Remember the, the Gilligan's the Island TV movies they did back in the day? Oh, were yeah. like, oh yeah, God. some of those were just kind of crazy. There, okay. There's one that I want to call out. There is a lock and key pilot that Ooh. was made for, I believe, Fox TV. Never went forward. But there's a pilot. Oh, I've always God. wanted to see this because we did get lock and key on Hulu years later. Yeah. So that's out there. It's a it's a really interesting series. Good at adaptation. But it's the fact that it took yeah. uh, one adaptation for network TV to not work and bringing it to a streaming service that did work. Um, uh, Yeah. And then we, we we scroll down, we talked about She-Hulk obviously already, Yeah, uh, Yeah. but power pack, Charlie was going to be a thing. I feel like I've heard about this, um, but yeah, they, they have a picture of, you know, like kids, kids, uh, 1991. So again, where this is where Marvel is really circling the drain because it was right before the, the bankruptcy. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, despite the fidelity of Marvel's approach, cause you had, you know, real kids, you know, blah, 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 you know, uh, Alien nice powers. Adaptation. uh, the pilot didn't click with young audiences and a, this was, a, this was, uh, NBC and this can be a Saturday morning cartoon slot. Uh, kind oh, of thing happening. So weird. Yeah, I know. Uh, live action. Like, but I mean, they did that kind of thing back in the day. But that was sure. more 80, 80s instead of 90s. It's like Saved by the Bell was, I think, originally a, a Saturday yeah. show yeah, yeah. versus a primetime show. Yeah. So very interesting. So, okay. Uh, oh, they just did this. They did a Gotham. They did Gotham Knights. There was something called Gotham High, which seems to be kind of similar. And, and this is in the the early the early I've odds. I've never yeah. heard of this show before. Which Apparently, is, yeah. yeah. Right around the same time we got like the spectacular Spider-Man animated series was in on MTV. Th- this kind of looking at this picture kind of gives me that vibe. Yeah, um, it's kind of like they're all teens and they're not mortal yeah. enemies yet, and they all yeah. have their personas. Yeah, so you got you, you got Harley and you got Joker, um, and on the yeah you've got uh, Croc, you've got Penguin, you got Two Face, Scarecrow, um, the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. you got uh, uh, Zazlab there or whatever that dude's name is. Um, yeah, very, Joy yeah, Man, Man Hatter. Um, but yeah, God, I think that would have been cute. Um, uh, yeah. oh, look at this, this next one, spinoff from X-Men. They didn't make X, they didn't make a spinoff of the X-Men cartoon. Oh, so the popular. X-Men Pride of the X-Men. Yeah. So X-Men yeah. Pride of the X-Men was a, essentially a pilot they made. Uh, there was a video game essentially based on it. I've seen this pilot for it. It's very cool, kind of a cool lineup, but they never went anywhere. It was basically at the same time uh, they had the uh, Spider-Man as Amazing Friends, and it was a really cool idea. It never went anywhere. Obviously, we'd have to wait until like the early 90s with the Fox Kids show, which we did get that X-Men. So this one, I remember I saw it. I'm like, I want more of this. And I got nothing until I was a high school kid. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, OK, yeah, right. I'll watch this show on Fox Kids. Um, I, I love this next one. And again, uh, it was a live action uh, film. Uh, which still makes the rounds. I think it's out of print. I, w- another one that I've got to find that guy at a comic show who's selling these. And it seems like the shows that we work, like Grand Rapids Comic Con or whatever it is, doesn't have a guy that sells bootleg this. So we got to get back to to sh- to, to fan C2E2. Expo in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man 1977, Nicholas Hammond, who was one of the Van Trapp kids in, in oh, the sound really? of music. You didn't know? I didn't know that. For I just Did learned that a couple that. of years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, this was made, was supposed to be picked up as a series, would have eventually crossed over with The Incredible Hulk with Lou Ferrigno, which was in production at the time. But apparently Hammond asserts that the uh, unavailability of Lou Ferrigno 
uh, scuppered the project uh, from getting a series order. So Ferrigno uh, says that he was never approached, so it's a bunch of finger pointing. Uh, I was going to say, what was Ferrigno up to outside of the Incredible Probably, n- probably <laughs> nothing. I don't know. But yeah, they, they have a picture here of, of the classic uh, Spider-Man. Not a bad looking suit. He has mirrored lenses which was never really a part of it. So, um, but they look really, they look really snazzy as a pair of sunnies. So we make those at my company. So wink, wink, wink. Um, and then finally, Oh, we got a couple. Well, we already talked about Aquaman, um, with there's your boy. And then they were also looking to spin off young Bruce Wayne from Gotham. Um, yeah, good call. <laughs> so wait a few more years until he gets old enough yeah, and we're exactly. good to go. Yeah, um, I, I do want to call out one of my favorite, uh, you know, Saturday afternoon Channel 50 movies, and that is Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, yeah, big which, time. Uh, yeah, they really wanted to take uh, the Doctor Strange character, develop it, and do something more with it. So they made a movie uh, that actually showed up on TV it never went anywhere, but uh, it's best known probably for Jessica Walter. Uh, she showed up as Morgan Le Fay in this movie oh, uh, for awesome. Arrested Development in Archer. So there oh my you God. go. It's, totally it was awesome. so goofy. It was so weird. And it was like, why is this on? And did Marvel know this happened? <laughs> You're like, what are you guys doing with that? Yeah, it's kind of like what uh, what Ira Stephen Bear from Star Trek Deep Space Nine had to say when we were on the cruise. He says, you know what? We were making our show. Nobody was paying attention to us, so we did whatever the hell we wanted. This exactly. could be what This could be what happened here. So, yeah. oh, my goodness. Well, that, that brings us to a close. It's a lot of crazy stuff. Um, yeah, what could have been? I'm sure that uh, some of it. Would have been entertaining. I'm sure some of it was a definite uh, dodging a bullet. So, say la vie. But with that, that's the end of the show, gang. Uh, Todd, where do people find you out there? Well, for now, Twitter. But I've I've signed up for Threads, which is the Same. Instagram equivalent. Yep. Uh, Threads isn't bad. We have an uh, SFU account, but I at this point I'm like I don't know how to filter out like uh rap stars and celebrities i don't care right. about yet so it's a little bit overwhelming at this point because there's so many people all at once so this almost feels like the the early days of twitter where it's like right. it's hard to filter and find your your tribe so i'm trying to do right. that but as of right now it's going to be twitter still as my primary which is fine yep. because i'm still connecting and finding people uh yep. there Same. and uh you know i'm always looking for new people to be on sfu co-op mode so if you have a passion and also Bansplain. Uh, if you have a passion for all things geek and you're, you're, you're a good conversationalist like Charlie and I, we would love to have you Just talk like about us. the things you love in Absolutely. the world of geek. So that's totally. where I am. So DM, my DMs are open. Yes. Well, you didn't say what your handle is at T Axtra. Oh, Axtra. Yes. And of course at secret friends, you I'm over on Twitter for the time being, as you said, at the C3 spell it out. Uh, again, I specialize in star Trek and star Wars, uh, with Mark. Uh, but I also do, uh, obviously the effects geek life with, I mentioned at the beginning of the show over on our Patreon, where we talk about classic seasons of old shows. If that is something, uh, that is your park, spark, Parkling passion, par- sparkling passion. Uh, drop me a line. I'd l- love to hear from you. Um, so that's where I'm at. Uh, my wife April and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is one of the biggest chapters of Starfleet, the International Star Trek fan club. We're based here in West Michigan. I also run Region 13, which is Michigan in Eastern Canada. If you're a trekker, within the sound of my voice, would like to meet other trekkers in your area. Hit us up at that website and at socials thereabout, and we will make it happen. So. Thank you again, friends, for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. 
This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.